Deeper Dive podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church, in a year. Today is day number 274, and we begin with number 2083. Jesus summed up man's duties towards God in this saying, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This immediately echoes the solemn call, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. God has loved us first. The love of the one God is recalled in the first of the ten words. The commandments then make explicit the response of love that man is called to give to his God. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. It is written, You shall worship the Lord with your Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. (coughs) God makes himself known by recalling his all-powerful, loving, and liberating action in the history of the one he addresses. I brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. The first word contains the first commandments of the law. You shall fear the Lord your God. You shall serve him. You shall not go after other gods. God's first call and just demand is that man accept him and worship him. The one and true God first reveals his glory to Israel. The revelation of the vocation and truth of man is linked to the revelation of God. Man's vocation is to make God manifest by acting in conformity with his creation in the image and likeness of God. There will never be another God, Trypho, and there has been no other since the world began. Then he began, then he who made and ordered the universe, we do not think that our God is different from yours. He is the same who brought your fathers out of Egypt by his powerful hand and his outstretched arm. We do not place our hope in some other God, for there is none, but in the same God as you do, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The first commandment embraces faith, hope, and charity. When we say God, we confess a constant, unchangeable being, always the same, faithful and just, without any evil. It follows that we must necessarily accept his words and complete faith in him and acknowledge his authority. He is almighty, merciful, and infinitely beneficent. We could not place all hope in him, Who could not love him when contemplating the treasures of goodness and love he has poured out on us? Hence the formula God employs in the scripture at the beginning and end of his commandments. I am the Lord. Father Jack. Thanks, Bill. We have, uh, in the start of the reflection on the catechism, we start from the very beginning. Not catechism, sorry, the Ten Commandments. And we start with this first commandment that has um, a little bit more than what we usually kind of, we usually say, right? Um, you know, usually when uh, you ask somebody, what are the Ten Commandments? They'll say the first one is, you shall not have other gods besides God, right? And and it's a, it's a good summary, don't get me wrong, uh, you know. Um, but, but we see the, the first person aspect of this commandment. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, that... Um, we, when we shorthand the commandments, when we shorthand especially this commandment, we, we lose a little bit of 
of what it is meant to convey and and why it is so offensive to God. I think, um, you know, kind of kind of taking a step back is that uh, the scriptures themselves refer to God as a jealous God, um, which we usually see as you know jealousy is one of the deadly sins. So we would kind of look at it and be like, I don't think I want my God to be jealous, right? Like I don't want him to be evil. We shouldn't want a, an evil God. Um, but rather jealous in the, it's it's more, I, I don't want an, a divided heart. I don't want you to have, um, to think of me as just one of many, but truly as who I am. I want you to recognize me for who I am, just as God recognizes us for who we are, who we're meant to be. Um, so we look at at this commandment and say, ah, this is why we, we worship this one God and why he gives the commandment also uh, not to have graven images or bow down to other images besides him. That we look to um, look to this as, uh, you know, we'll kind of dive in a little bit more uh, throughout, throughout the rest of this reflection on the first commandment, but but that there is a call uh, on God's part to say, like, there is nothing else, right? And, and, and even in, in some list of the Ten Commandments, the Second Commandment is, is actually this one that we, we group into the first of not having for ourselves a graven image or bowing down to other images, of not having idols. Um, but we look at it for, for the reality of, of what we're doing, right? Of what we're meant to do in worship is to, to choose and have God and God alone and not give ourselves or misuse our freedom to choose other gods. For God has already brought us out of that bondage to things of the world, bondage to, uh, you know, the slavery to materialism, bondage to the slavery of, of focused on the, the, the now portion of, of life. The, we, what we are looking for truly is meant to be, um, a, a desire to, 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 for freedom, a desire to freely choose the one God that who has revealed himself to us, uh, both in the Old and the New Testament, just as Justin Martyr conveys to us, um, and also to love, to respond not only in worship, but in love um, because of who God has revealed himself to be for us.